are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Friday, everyone. If you had just heard us say that, it's because we did. Thanks for making us this first listen of the day. This is brought to you. Oh, well, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, all right. Schuster, I said that I was going to give everybody a tease right there. It was a hell of a tease. What The tease was so good, I forgot about I it. I think the and tease had to... something to do with why Arizona was going to be a number one seed in the South, more or less, regardless of what happens from here on out. All right. What do you got? And why it can't or won't. Can't's the wrong word. Won't's probably a better word. Uh... Uh, jump over Gonzaga as being a number one seed in the West. Regardless, generally, if, if both teams go on a general trajectory, I think Gonzaga is going to be one in the West. Arizona is going to be number one in the South. And the reason has more to do with fan base than who is really deserving of being that number one slot. Theoretically, Arizona could be a number one seed in the South and be the number one overall seed. Right. That, I guess, is a possibility. But I think Arizona is going to be in the South. And Gonzaga is going to be in the West because both have good fan bases, but Arizona geographically allows for travel benefits to San Antonio in I the second week uh, with the fans, as opposed to what Spokane would have to go. The fans from Spokane would have to go travel a lot further to ultimately get to one of those regions if they moved Gonzaga. So the uh, NCAA tournament committee has a little bit of wiggle with Arizona. Uh, and, and again, you know, your relative difference going to the West Coast or, frankly, going to San Antonio from Tucson is about the same. Now, there are a lot of Wildcat alum in California, a lot of Wildcat f- alum in uh, Phoenix and in the West Coast in general. But still, for the home base to get to those second round, uh, second weekend games uh, in San Antonio is something that's a lot easier for Arizona and Arizona's fan base than it would be for Gonzaga's fan base. So you can do this and not penalize either team as a result of having good seasons. And let's be honest. So then Gonzaga obviously is in the south. It's easier for Spokane, or rather in the west. It's easier from Spokane to get to a western location in that second weekend and do what you and need to do. And let's be honest, too. Is, you know, as good as, and Gonzaga right now is arguably as good a basketball. Well, it's not arguably. It is. It's as good a basketball program as there is in the country going right now. Now, the one thing about it, though, it's not a national brand the way that Arizona is. And again, I'm not saying that Arizona is a national brand the way Duke is a national brand, but... Arizona travels. You know that. I mean, and we're going to find that out again during the Pac-12 tournament. Plus, yes, and plus, I think this is a very uh, thirsty fan base here yeah. to be good again and to be. Uh, Arizona fans have a weird. Uh, I get. I think some of it's rightful, some of it's not. Uh, there's a little bit of a weird persecution factor mm-hmm. type yeah. in there where it's like somehow it's difficult to be an Arizona fan. Like, you know, you've just been basically crapped on mm-hmm. for your, right. y- your existence. Which is ludicrous. Wh- Yet at the same time, they're arrogant. Yes, but at the same time, yes. When they're but, good, Arizona basketball fan is arrogant. Yeah, Oddly but, arrogant and, and the they same, act disrespected at the, the same The same time. guy who says he's disrespected <laughs> also thinks that it's the, the program is on the same level as Duke. Mm-hmm. Or Kansas yeah, or right. Kentucky. When in actuality, it's a second tier, which that's not a bad wrong. thing There's at all. There's nothing wrong with that. And even recently, there are a lot of quote unquote second tier programs that have won NCAA championships. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, so, so being able to be successful in the quote unquote second tier is uh, something that's very easy to do. But yes, I know what you mean. There, there's there are four blue bloods. 
and, and then there's a bunch of other teams so that are on it. There's a lot of Michigan State, there's Arizona's, right. there's... Uh, and there ain't anything wrong with there's that. There's nothing wrong with that yeah. at all, especially, uh-huh. too, when you're in a city like Tucson, where it's not like you have a, an abundance of local talent to be able to That's gel right. from. Uh, one thing, though, that you don't have to worry about if you've got an abundance of local talent is Built Bar. Listen, you look and you say, Mike, where do the best kids come from? Oh, they could come from L.A. They could come from Chicago, New York back in the day. You might say, oh, there's just more athletic people there. I say poppycock. Do you say poppycock? I do say poppycock. I say there's a different reason. I think when you go into certain areas of Los Angeles or Chicago, Mm -hmm. there's an abundance of built Built bar. Absolutely. Yes. You know, it's an informal thing. You know, there there are certain locations, you know, uh, uh, a lot of um, sponsored, quote, institutes or, quote, academies. There isn't a formal built bar academy or a built bar institute where all the great athletes go because but it's informal we know it exists you don't have to say it exists it doesn't have to have an official designation but you know there's a built bar institute there's a built bar academy and all the best I a built bar i know a guy Mm -hmm. i'll tell you what let's take a quick break here we're on a quick break uh no we actually have to take the break here though because that's where i have to put in the ad look oh i see got it Welcome back, back to Locked On Wildcats. All right. I know a guy. No names here. Mm-hmm. I know a guy who is a compulsive liar. Okay? Uh-huh. Right. I've known this guy for a while. You know who he is. There's some people out there that know. One of his favorite stories right. is to say that in the California State Championship game, he was playing against Crenshaw High School, I think this circa about 1973. Mm-hmm. Marcus right. Johnson. A, uh, you know... Uh, UCLA stand, NBA basketball standout. Yeah. you know, a guy who's... He's retro- also got a great birthday, by the way. Is Marcus it yours? Johnson has a great birthday. Is it your birthday? We'll just leave it at that. Okay, all right, fair <laughs> enough. That means look it up to see what John Schuster's <laughs> birthday is. Anyways, my fr- this guy will always say that he, he dropped 30 assists in the California State Championship game against a Crenshaw High School team that, oh, by the way, had like five future NBA That players. is a phenomenal accomplishment. Now, it's a phenomenal accomplishment. Celebrated. It's so amazing, uh-huh. though, that it doesn't even show up. There is no record of this occurring. Wow. There's actually no record of this game being played hmm. either. Hmm. Not only not the box score, the game being played. That is true lore. That is true lore. But I'll tell you that what, basketball though. mythology if right there. If there is one guy that was able to... But if, there, if this did happen... Mm-hmm. I would assume that you chalk it up to Bilt Bar. Huh. How do you argue that? I, I, and that's that's the way. I don't, and, and what's amazing about that is Bilt Bar didn't even exist. Bilt Bar didn't exist, but, but you know what? Couldn't there be the, precursors to Bilt Bar? Sure, sure. There, there was a transcendent time element that went into play. There's a little H.G. Wells going on. Mm-hmm. So Bilt Bar went back in time, helped this individual in that specific game become the great person that he ultimately was. And hopefully, ultimately, is mm-hmm. as a result. So, 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 built bar is transcendent. It is. Don't pretend that it isn't. Right. We certainly wouldn't pretend that it isn't. Now, let's talk about Gonzaga, Arizona. In okay. Comparison. Um, I, you know, I was watching a little interesting game uh, last night. Gonzaga was at San Francisco. Mm-hmm. The metrics love San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they San were in Fran- that game for a little while. A little while. They? Yeah, and they've got, and, and they're they're good. Mm-hmm. They're not 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 second weekend NCAA tournament good, but could they win a game mm-hmm. as a ten seed? Yeah, maybe. Right. Uh, and they've got a they've got a they've got a couple great players. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And it was a big a cool, deal. That'd be a cool place to go to college. It is. It is. It's in a great location. Yeah. It's on the top of the hill. Mm-hmm. It, uh, and, and, and their coach is good. They're, they've got a really good young coach. Is who, it Rex Walters? No. It's, it's, it's uh, I think the guy's name, I think it's Todd Golden oh, is like the that. guy's Sounds name. Sounds like a football yeah. coach, a defensive and, coordinator and, from But Miami. He's, big, he's big analytics guy. He does some interesting mm-hmm. things. He's an analytics guy. Uh, set, set. We'll get to Todd Golden in a moment. Sam, that was a big deal for San Francisco. Uh, crowd was into, and the rest of it. Gonzaga comes in there and just is all almost always in control. Mm-hmm. At one, there was one point in the game it was very reminiscent of Arizona at Utah last night. Arizona jumps out to the quick lead. Gonzaga jumps out to the quick lead. San Francisco gets on a roll, gets the crowd behind them. It's a tie game. Maybe they're up by two. Mark Few calls timeout, talks to him a little bit, and Gonzaga knows exactly what it is they're supposed to do and mm-hmm. starts to do- dominate the rest of the game. Right. What they do on offense is it. It's just beautiful to watch because it's so easy for them at this stage of the program. And, that, and, and that's one of the weird – you see a lot of these teams, even at this advanced – and, and even with a lot of teams that score a lot of points and run, sometimes look like they're off kilter in how it is they're right. trying to get baskets. Right. Gonzaga. It feels very much like a Paul Westhead thing, where it's just go, just go, right? And and and, and it's attack. great and <laughs> attack, and it's great. Sometimes they score eighty-five right. points a game. I mean, Kansas has great athletes and scores, you know, on the offensive end. And Kentucky and Duke, they all do the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're, it's, it's not like they're, you know, incompetent on that end of the right. floor. But when you watch Gonzaga, it's like okay, we under without being told, it's it's all second nature now. Mm-hmm. It's. I don't. I feel like Few doesn't even have to coach him anymore. Right. Doesn't have to run a play. They go out there. They know what they're supposed to do. They understand that you know if they need a basket, they can go into Timmy or Holmgren. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if what do you if, think of Holmgren in the NBA? By the way, uh, oh, oh, right. yeah, oh yeah. He looks like he's like ten oh, yeah. feet tall out yes, there. Yes, he's ten feet tall, and I get that he's fifteen pounds. Oh yeah. So was Kevin there's Durant. A, there's a lot of people who are going right. to want Holmgren on their right. team. Uh, it isn't good. The the he's thin. The the he's thin thing will be a bigger problem for Holmgren in the NCAA tournament than it will be for mm-hmm. him in the NBA. Right. Uh, he he's yeah. You can understand why some somebody's salivating and getting a high draft pick with the opportunity to mm-hmm. land him. He's perfect in their system too. Right. Because like a lot of Gonzaga players, he doesn't need his points, but he can get them if necessary. There were a couple highlight plays he made last night that were ridiculous. Timmy on the inside has great footwork. Uh, and then when that doesn't work, they got no. They got a couple guys who can hit threes open. Right. They 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 move the ball great. It's just impressive to watch because it it doesn't. It looks as simple to them as breathing now, mm-hmm. which is where every program wants itself to be. And you can see that Arizona wants to do the same thing and is often extraordinarily capable at succeeding on the offensive end, mm-hmm. but they're still implementing the style. Right. So it still feels like they're a little bit behind what it is that... Um, Gonzaga ultimately wants to accomplish, and it makes sense. I mean, you, you know, Mark Few's a guy who has been in that program now for 20 years, and you start bringing people through that program, you know what it is to expect. Older veterans there can tell the younger kids uh, what it is they're supposed to do, and uh, that's the type of thing that ultimately becomes successful, and it's ingrained in their system. And the fascinating thing, I think, about it at this stage is that it works so well that it's not that it's simple, but everybody knows exactly what it is they ultimately want to do. And I look forward to the day that 
Tommy Lloyd is established enough at Arizona that that's something that the Wildcats uh, can do as well. So I think there's a reason that Arizona scores a lot. There's a reason that Gonzaga scores a lot of points and that they both cause the problems that they do on the offensive end. All right. Schuster, um, we're going to be back. We'll be back with you guys on Monday. Want to uh, give you everything. Bruno right here is watching. He's happy. If Bruno's happy, you were happy. You've been listening to Locked On Wildcats.